0: Hey Anna, remember that time Queen Elizabeth pardoned the Pirate Queen of Ireland?
1: Hello and welcome to Remember That Time in Historical Podcast. I am your host Anna Webb. And I'm your host Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out on all of their favorite moments in history. And we're here. We're here. We took a (laughs) a a week week off.
0: So sorry. Listen,
1: it it got rough. Yeah, um, about a week ago for both of us. Um, still is. Yeah, I mean we're fine. Like yeah, physically we're totally fine. It's just like a lot was happening. So it just you know (laughs) sometimes you just got to take a break. Yeah. Um, But here we are now. Yes. And it's Irish month, baby. Yes, it is.
0: This is the first time we're doing this. I mean, we've talked about a lot of Irish stuff, but like,
1: listen, what you have to understand about me and Anna (laughs) is that we love St. Patrick's Day maybe more than anything. Yeah, I think it's my second, I mean, it is my second favorite holiday to Christmas. Yes. So. And like, that's not normal like people don't understand
0: that when we tell people that we love saint patrick's day they're like oh you love to get lit and we're like no no like it's
1: a family holiday like we we both live away from our parents house if you haven't gathered that from our past episodes um and we travel home to celebrate saint patrick's day with our parents yep because it we love it so much and (laughs) we are irish in terms of our heritage but frankly it's like a not as big a percent as, say, the German or English parts of our heritage. Yep. Um, we're, like, pretty German. Um, <laughs> but we just love it. We love the Irish yep. parts of it so much. Anyway, that's not the so, point. But... So, <laughs> because it's the month of St. Patrick's Day, we decided we're doing Irish stuff because
0: we love Ireland so much. And we
1: can. It's our show. Can.
0: It's our show and
1: not yours. Exactly. Um. Before we get to that... um. Just real drink quick. Drink update? Oh yeah, drink update first. Mhm. Um I'm having some wine, some bread wine. Lovely. I'm drinking water. <laughs> the delay was really good. Um yeah, so drink. same old same old there. <laughs> Typical. Let's just see we can just move right up forward. <laughs> yeah, so um to do that, let's uh let's Oh uh... lord. Oh wow! what's that oh it's it's an update coming in um it's history revisited uh <laughs> I don't know if you will recall us uh setting up this new <laughs> segment recently that amanda call, Amanda called it historical updates, but then I recommended the new title history revisited um but here we are that killed me i (laughs) I know you can't tell i was wholly unprepared for that (laughs) i did not give you warning that i would be playing a sound effect it just felt right
0: no you're right that that's it now
1: and that was the that was the first thing that popped up when i searched um news bulletin sound effect so that's what (laughs) we're going with oh my Anyway, um, anyway, we have an update. So we have an update. Um, I don't know if you could call it a historical update. But we received an email um, last week before last from a listener named Sophia. And she <laughs> said, well, they said they didn't specify pronouns. I'm sorry if I uh, got that wrong. Um, but Sophia said that um, she's been listening to our episodes about the Tudors. And recall that one of us mentioned that there is a belief among some people that um, Anne Boleyn's soul is trapped in Mount Etna. Right. And alas, Mount Etna has erupted. (laughs) They sent me a link to a YouTube video where I could watch it, which was great. Um, But Mount Etna erupted um, in like early February um, on February 16th, and then erupted like seven more times within a two week span. It's Anne trying to get out. So Anne is coming for us. <laughs> and personally, I think it's like the perfect time for Anne Boleyn to return. I I just feel like there are a lot of men trying to control us yeah. and trying to um just bring us down in general. And if anyone is going to put a stop to that, it's Anne Boleyn. So that's the update. Um, she's returning. Just get ready for I, for, for one, it. welcome her spirit back. Absolutely. 100%. I really was just tickled to receive that email. So. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was so great. I was just like, Wow. What's happening? Also, I couldn't believe that um they remembered that we said that because that episode was a long time ago. And I guess for them, it probably wasn't like they probably just listened to it. But I have very little memory of that. Conversation. I have almost no memory of it. I mean, I know because it was like in my notes and I, I remember like that that is a thing. But I don't remember how much we did or did not talk about it uh-huh. Um, because I don't remember like what I had for dinner last night. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but I was just tickled, and I needed to to just bring that new segment up with a yeah. new sound effect.
0: Uh, uh, the sound effect will be staying. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much. I'll send you the link good. so you can use it too. <laughs> I can pull it up when needed. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, as great as Ambulin is, that's that's not who we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about a woman named Grace O'Malley. I'm very interested. I'm excited. Um, who is Known as the Pirate Queen of Ireland, Love I that will point. say up the top. I am using the anglicized versions of basically all of these names because I cannot say the names in Gaelic.
1: <laughs> Gaelic is hard.
0: Irish is a wild language. It's a beautiful language that I have attempted to learn and cannot. It's difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um. So. Because of the nature of the history of Ireland, most of these names have been anglicized over the years, and instead of butchering a name over and over again, I'm just going <laughs> to use the anglicized versions of the names. I think that's fair. Um, so, we're talking about Grace O'Malley. Grace O'Malley is born around 1530. This is one of these ones where we don't know...
1: Great. We haven't exact, had one of those for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. We don't know her exact birth or death date, Um, but it's... Generally, you'll see around 1530, okay. um, in County Mayo, Ireland, to Owen and Margaret O'Malley. Her father is the chief lord of the O'Malley clan, which we'll talk oh, more about in a second. Um, she does have a paternal half brother, Donal, who uh normally would inherit from the father during this time period but i read that she is quote considered to be the legal retainer of the family land and seafaring activities huh. so interesting uh, in ireland women in these positions got more stuff than in england right like true their and, children mm- and their wives like they all had diff- a different set of can i rules tell you why i
1: think that is why I think it's because the Irish love to hold a grudge. So <laughs> my instinct is that maybe the the son and the father were like probably not on good terms. I
0: I couldn't really. I couldn't That's really my. Tell you.
1: That is my instinct. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's fact, but I think that that is more common. Like in Ireland, when the son is like not in favor, they were perfectly fine with the women taking over.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I don't. I don't know if he was older or younger. I couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah. So also it's possible that. that she was born first and, and she, when she was born, was going to be the heir of whatever. And then down the line he had another son. Whatever. I don't know. Um true. But enough. also and we'll talk about this more, but these families and clans were like wildly complicated. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Um like her mother and her father were both O'Malley's, but they were different Different. O'Malley's but they were both part of the O'Malley clan you know what I mean
1: yes I know exactly what you mean so
0: it wasn't like I mean they were let's be honest probably cousins or something like that surprising but they weren't like it wasn't like two very close families it was just all a part of the O'Malley clan you know
1: yeah also I am gonna be singing the Thomas O'Malley O'Malley you know alley cat Mm -hmm, song mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. head this whole time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah sorry if I seem distracted because that song (laughs) is stuck in my head
0: um, so during this time in Ireland, King Henry VIII... Oh, our old friend. the first ruler of England to also declare himself the King of Ireland.
1: Of course he did. Which was just like, my man. <laughs> King Henry VIII loved to just declare himself in charge of things. And he
0: wasn't even like, he just went, that is also mine. Yeah. And then
1: all of England went, okay. And all of Ireland was like, no. Wait, no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so um, sorry i object to that
0: um so throughout grace's lifetime the nature of the aristocracy in ireland will change dra- drastically mm-hmm. as we go on mm-hmm. because when she's born there's not very much english I- influence but it keeps encroaching over oh, yeah. time as she gets older um because so the england are actively pushing their way further in it into ireland into in an attempt to anglicize the Gaelic families and rulers, so they 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 didn't just want the land and the power because they already kind of had it, you know. Like oh they, yeah, they didn't really care that much. They wanted to get rid of the Gaelic, like they wanted to well force them to confer conform to the English way of life.
1: Oh yeah, they. I mean, they were coloners, colonizers from the beginning, like yeah. they believed that their way was like the best way Mm -hmm. and if they could get the countries near them to basically assimilate well all the better for them right
0: um so when she's born she county mayo you might not have a beautiful map of ireland in your head but (laughs) county mayo is on the west coast um And England is obviously closer to the east coast of uh, of Ireland. So when she's born, the area nearer to England and like around Dublin is starting to be more Anglicized, but she's way on the other side on the co- mm-hmm. of the country on the coast. So it's not even like she's inland. She's like all the way on the other side of the country. Pretty isolated. Um. So that area is still very Gaelic mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of influence there yet. Um, he, I got some quotes from an Irish history website, um, that I'm going to be kind of picking in and out of to try and explain a lot. There's not a ton about her life, but the, uh, stuff that goes around her life is really fascinating. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try and like explain as best as I could, like the way
1: she lived in an worked. interesting time.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it, and it's all very important to why all the stuff that she did in her life was so cool Right, is understanding how it worked. So This quote says, the rest of the country was um, composed of the Gaelicized, Gaelicized, Gaelicized words, Old English (laughs) and the native Irish living within autonomous territories. They enjoyed territorial or traditional pastimes such as stealing cattle, poaching castles, feuding,
1: poaching castles,
0: (laughs) intermarrying, and vying for dominance. (laughs) That castle is mine now, pluck. Traditional pastimes. You know how it goes. You know. (laughs) Um, a system of clientship existed where weaker families aligned themselves to more powerful ones Mm. and bonds were cemented by means of tribute, military aid, marriage, fosterage. Um, the O'Malley's were technically clients of the McWilliam families or, uh, we'll refer to them often as the Mayo Borks. Um, okay, that was their last name. So they were their own family and tribe, but they were clients of the Mayo Borks
1: because the Mayo Borks had more money and power and of
0: people in land. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, but because they because the O'Malleys were also power, powerful, they had clients of their own, and they taxed their. Uh, own I people, see. Right? So it's
1: like a um. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> a hierarchy. That's the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! And, and oh, it's Friday, from, you guys, when we're recording was, this.
0: <laughs> from what I was reading, it doesn't really seem like the the Borks are more powerful than the O'Malleys. It just seems like they have a, an alliance. Well, and, and maybe their they were are intermixed. You know, maybe they
1: were at some point, but right. who knows how long this has been going on? Honestly, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, so. You know, it's it, it's very Old English, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is the, the Anglicized systems that the English are going to start imposing soon is like, um, I don't know, it's like a rich version of Old English <laughs> yeah. society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they're like, uh, or like a more formal version what do you think of old england you think of like king arthur and his castle and he was in charge of camelot he had you know lords. what i mean and like yeah and and the people who lived there paid their taxes to him and he had his lords and knights right, right. like it's that system but in england it was just like but it all goes under the big king now Right, right. And in Ireland, it was still, this group of people have their power, and this group of people have their power, you know?
1: Yes, that makes sense.
0: Um, so, she is a part of an aristocratic family, right? Like, she is considered noble in that land, even though it's technically under England, so she's technically not noble, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Amongst her people, she is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um... So that's sort of where she where the world is when she's born and as she's growing up. That's the Got situation it. she finds herself in. And we'll hear some of those names again. We talk about McWilliam. We talk about the Borks later. Got it. Uh, because they live on the coast, their clan makes most of their money from the land and sea. Of they course. have a series of castles that they have built along the coast to protect their land.
1: A series of castles. a know. series,
0: of, just casually a bunch of castles. Um, that's true though. Like when you're in an Ireland and you're driving around, you're like, oh, there's just a castle.
1: I know. Uh, there's just stone
0: I, castles absolutely everywhere. And
1: I've never been, so I haven't <laughs> seen it. Um, but yeah, I, I know that about Ireland. It's no big deal. Um, it's fine.
0: <laughs> they tax boats who want to fish on their shores. They trade with the French and the Spanish and they raid on welcome boats. So I was watching this video about her and somebody said there was like a, a a fine to almost non existent line between pirates and privateers uh-huh. at that time. You know what yeah. I mean? And yes. her and her family very much walk that line.
1: <laughs> totally. And you know, as you're saying this, I I think this is this also plays into why the English so badly wanted to Anglicize Ireland is because they were so back and forth with their relationship with France and Spain. Uh-huh. Um And Rome, frankly, um, that they they needed this land to be theirs, and they needed the people to be like them. They were terrified. I think in their minds, if they anglicize these people, oh, they're on our side. Yeah, it's like no, you're just conquering them. (laughs) They
0: were terrified always. Every conflict that they got into, that the French and the Spanish would align themselves with the irish who were rebelling at any point in their history constantly that they would align themselves with the rebels and then attack from a closer vantage point right or
1: that before they started you know encroaching that the french would just take it before they got the chance Uh uh-huh so they start moving in like you said like slowly trying to take over because they don't want France or Spain to take that land. Uh-huh. Just yeah. in general. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: um, so the motto on their coat of arms, uh, is Latin, and I don't know how to say it, but it means valiant by land, or by sea and land. So, it's a part of know, their life.
1: Do you know if our, uh, web family coat of arms has a saying? Because I know we have one, um. That is English, and I think also there is an Irish version. But there like, is. I think it's that similar the my our dad's mother would have been more in that. It was the Kennedy one that would the, have been more. There, well, there's Irish. there's a Kennedy
0: one and there's an Irish one, and our Kennedy was probably Scottish. And yes,
1: yeah. So, God, the all of the British Isles, all <laughs> yeah. of the British Isles, we have all of it. Yeah. Uh, I looked up our crest, but I couldn't find the motto. I know. I've seen our crest, but I've never known if there was a motto. Anyway, I was just curious.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, So here's the thing about Grace that we're going to run into a lot is that throughout her life, she became, and, and especially after her life, she became a very mythic figure, Um, so she was a real person who lived and we have records about real things that she did in her life. Not a ton, but we have records of, of her life. But...
1: But, I'm sorry, pause. I found our motto.
0: What is it?
1: Apparently it is be firm. Okay. Sure. That was the first thing that popped up though. I might have to do more research. But, (laughs) but that is the first thing that is with our crest here. Anyway.
0: Um, but yeah, so she... She the the stories of her life are all legends, right? Right. The, the, there are so many fascinating things that she apparently did, but we just have no record of them. And so I will be telling several legends about her as we go along. Great, I love it. Um. So not much is known about her childhood. Uh, she probably grew up in one of her family's castles on Clare Island. Um, it's possible that she's fostered when she's young for her education, which was pretty normal for Irish nobility. Um, but we, we don't have records of that. And she definitely had some kind of formal education, which was normal for nobility then. Um, but also because there are, uh, records of her speaking Latin later in her life, which would mean that she would have gotten that education when she was young.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, so we have, there are a couple of really popular legends from her childhood that I love. Um, one legend is that when she's young, she wants to go on a trading expedition to Spain with her father, and she's told she couldn't go, because it's not her place as a woman. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere, um, her long hair would catch in the ship's ropes, which I believe is a thing that they would say to girls, you know what I mean? That's not
1: surprising, but it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, 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 you can't tie it back.
0: <laughs> That's not enough. Um, but in response to that, she goes, "Well, okay." And she cuts off all her hair. Yes, girl. And she dresses as a boy, and yes, she sneaks grace. onto the ship.
1: Good for um, her.
0: This earns her the nickname. I okay. This is the only time I'm going to attempt the okay the Gaelic. I believe it's Granmuel, I think is how you say it. Um, sure. But it means bald grace.
1: Oh, got it. Okay. The Gaelic
0: words mean bald. So. Gran I believe is how you say her Gaelic name.
1: Okay, which that is makes sense. Grace.
0: Yeah. Um there are so many pronunciations of that I sometimes saw her listed as Granny, which is hilarious to me. Yeah,
1: every time I look up like an historical Irish person from before like kind of the modern more modern age, there are so many different pronunciations of their names and it's yes. like all right, I can't I don't know what to do. Exactly. I Which is why do. I'm
0: sticking with Grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, another legend from her childhood is that while she's on this trip with her father, their ship was attacked and she was told to hide, but she sneaks onto the sail rigging to yes. watch the fighting. Of course. And from her viewpoint above the fight, she notices an enemy sneaking up her on her father with a knife, and she jumps off of the rigging and onto the enemy's back and she saves her father's life and causes a distraction that allows the O'Malleys to win the fight.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, I love her.
0: So that, that that's that's just from her childhood. So welcome to, to this. Welcome <laughs> oh, to the
1: also, rest of Also, she's life. still a child. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Welcome
0: to the rest of her life. She's Love
1: the best. that. Um in
0: 1546 She's married to Donald O'Flarty. Um, I believe she was, like, 15 or 16 years old sure. um, at this time. Uh, he's the heir to the Conmara O'Flarty family uh, in County Galway. Yes. That was – yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I believe you. I don't know. So, okay.
0: And it it's one of the places we went, and I was trying to remember where it was. We <laughs> Anyway, yes. Uh,
1: You went. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Because, Um, again, I have not been. I am totally cool with it.
0: So, uh, under Gaelic law, she is allowed to gain property in her marriage, which is not true of English law for the wives. Um, And also, her dowry has to be able to be returned to her if her marriage ever ends.
1: So, So she basically has a prenup. Yeah. uh, So, the uh, money
0: can be used however it needs to be used but if their marriage ever is split or she's ever widowed she has to the dowry has to be returned to her right so if the money's used it has to be replenished
1: that's interesting so yeah. not just what's left like the full value of the, the dowry the full value of the returned. dowry wow yeah. work love that for her um, she can't go on a ship cause her hair might get caught in the ropes, <laughs> but if her marriage ends, she will get her dowry back. So sometimes we respect women. Other times, mm, mm. not so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so husband- weird. I'm sorry. It's just the pick and choose is so yeah. strange. Okay.
0: Uh, her husband is apparently very hot headed and wow, very shocking. good at his job, uh, <laughs> which means that Grace takes on a lot of the responsibility of controlling their lands and fleets. Which she's been doing since.
1: I was she just was gonna small. say, she, like, she knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah. Um, throughout their marriage, they have three children together Owen, Murrow, and Margaret. And we'll talk more about them a little bit later. Okay. In 1565, after 19 years of marriage, Donald is killed in a fight with a rival family, the Joyces. Wow. Uh, Grace was not able to inherit the O'Flaherty land, but she gained a lot of property over her marriage and she gets her dowry back and she can retain her own money during her marriage. So even though she doesn't inherit what he leaves upon his death, she gets all the stuff she already had.
1: But does one of their sons not inherit it?
0: This is the other thing. So all these people who are like heirs to the family it sometimes goes father to son, but sometimes it goes family to family. Oh.
1: So if this family
0: dies out, or if somebody dies in this family, the next in line might not be a son. It might be somebody in somebody else who
1: was land. already lined up to get it exactly. before they had kids or something. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So
0: I don't know for sure. I don't. I don't think their children inherited that. I mean, they I, they got inheritance from him, but I don't think they inherited a title, like the lands. Yeah. It,
1: okay. Okay. Um, I was but, just confused, but okay.
0: Um, but because she had a lot of control over the day-to-day life, she has a lot of really loyal fo- followers. Mm, sure. From this group of people. So after her husband's death, she returns home to settle on Clare Island with a group of people who came with her.
1: Wow, because so those she kind people... of she kind of has her own clan at this exactly.
0: Point. Well, those people thought that she should have inherited the well, Afflatis yeah. and the O'Malleys are are pretty close families. Like they married well, po- and also she did obviously. all the
1: work exactly. So um, you know, from a logistical standpoint, she should be in charge of the land, but that's yeah. just not how it works. So
0: she has like a fleet of ship and of ships and several hundred men at this point. Wow. in life.
1: Wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: um. So she, after her husband's death, she's living on her own. She has this fleet of ships and these followers. Uh, This is when she does a lot of her piracy. (laughs) Because it's weird to say that's her job, but it kind of is. I mean, it is. You know, like that's that's what she does. She sails around
1: and takes care of (laughs) business. She's a pirate. (laughs) Yes. Just like, what's his name? Uh, Orlando Bloom, uh huh, and then later Kira Knightley. Oh my god, that storyline for her becoming the Pirate King! Oh, so good, it's so good. It's anyway, so good.
0: and and you know what? There's a lot of this in that story, yeah, yeah, yeah. There I was like, kind of really feeling is. that
1: like Pirate King vibe, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, there is another legend that says, shortly after her husband's death, she rescues a shipwrecked sailor named Hugh DeLacy,
1: who, becomes oh, sure. Her lover. Um, and that name she, sounds familiar to me.
0: Same. I thought that too when I read it, I, but I don't know. Do you know. know
1: why? Huh? It's in the Thomas O'Malley Alley Cat song. Is it? Not that, but one of his, like, names is Abraham DeLacy. Uh-huh. That's why it sounds familiar to me, because in uh-huh. that song, when he's, like, given all the, like, names he's known as... Uh huh. Abraham DeLacy is one of them. That's I'm pretty funny. sure that's what it is. Whoa, that's and wild. Okay, see, Thomas. Yeah. I had to sing it to <laughs> get it. <laughs> get it in your head. Yeah.
0: Um. Apparently, he was killed by the McMohan clan. And in seeking revenge for his death, she attacks the McMohan ca- castle of Duna and kills his murderers. Good. And. This earns her the nickname "Dark Lady of Duna."
1: I love which that.
0: Is you might have heard that before, yeah, um, because think, that's yeah. in a lot of the fiction and poetry and music about her in her later life. That's a that's a phrase you might have heard. Like Patrick Pierce wrote about her. Um. Mm-hmm. I and love the, also,
1: I love the way that sounds yeah it's like yes. so nice
0: and also she's one of these irish women who um is often used to personify ireland sure in the same way that like queen Maeve is yeah you know? um so there are like little bits of her story that you've maybe heard before because probably of that yeah. fact you know in about 1566 she marries Richard Bork of the McWilliam family so here's that family back again that i was talking about that oh, um, yeah, yeah, also yeah. in county mayo they're very closely aligned right um the the legend says that she comes to his castle knocks on the front door and proposes marriage for one year <laughs> she says we will be married for one year because there's an oncoming english invasion they need to be able to support each other and keep their the alliance plans. needs to be strong. Exactly. Yeah. Um so she's she says, we will be married for one year. And he says, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um apparently at the end of that year, Grace is said to have told Richard, I release you. Um huh. and and there are some things that say that their marriage ended there, but there are, are records that they remained married until he dies in fifteen eighty three. Um Huh. So, I mean, who would know? Yeah, some people think that maybe the "I release you" was just like them having a fight,
1: or or they decided, they decided that
0: to the have like was an fruitful. open
1: marriage or whatever. Right? Or they no decided need that... to deal with the legalities; just live your life. Who exactly.
0: Cares? Um, and you know, obviously, there's people being like, and he fell in love with
1: her, but like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <Who laughs> we knows? have no way of knowing that. I mean, hey, I would not blame him because she's awesome. Yeah. So, I would get it if he fell in love with her, but who's to say? <laughs>
0: Alright, here is my, um, favorite ridiculous story about her life. Okay. In 1567, Grace gives birth to her only child in this marriage. Um, his name is Theobald. Or Tibbet, I think, is a, a an Irish version of his name that I That's saw a few times. sounding right to me. Um, so, you might hear both. I just picked Theobald because it's easier. Right. <laughs> um... Apparently, he is born while she is sailing. So, like, while she's on a ship. So, she's very pregnant, actively sailing a ship, actively captaining. And then he's born at sea. And then, the day after his birth, their ship is attacked. And according to the legend, she comes up above deck to fight off the attackers with her crew. So, she's a day postpartum. (laughs) And she that would fights not off, surprise
1: me. She fights off an attack. It would not surprise me if that's true. I know. Because, well, she just doesn't seem like the type of person to just sit still while yeah. something's happening, no matter what state she's in.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, all of these legends have very dramatic tellings, and the one that I liked was that... Her crew went downstairs and was like, we need you to rally the troops and and come fight. And she comes up and she's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, she has done it before. And by that, I mean, given birth. So she kind of knows what to expect. So Uh there is that. And also, I feel like postpartum was definitely treated differently than anyway. So, like, who knows how long if she had not been attacked, she would have stayed like, in bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, after the yeah. Birth. Yeah, that's the thing. And but, her personality she just, probably wouldn't have. But just
0: this idea that she was I mean probably 8 or 9 months pregnant. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> just like ridiculously
1: pregnant. I picture her coming up to the deck and seeing her people like losing and being like you're joking, right? Like I just I just made a human. I created a human and gave birth to it. And this is how well you're doing? (laughs) Really? Don't worry. I've got it. I'll take care of it. We've got it. (laughs) Do you know what? Why don't you guys just go? Just go hang out with the baby who can't do anything. Just like all of you. And I'll take care of it. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. So this next part is when we're going to start getting into a little more of the, like, English politics. And its effects in this area. Um... I have tried to write about it the best that I understand. There are still bits of it that I'm like, I don't get what that means. Um, But (laughs) I've tried my hardest to gather what I, like, know about it. So, Um, sometime during this period, um, throughout her marriage to Richard, and also probably a little bit after, Grace and her husband's clans, both have to submit to the surrender and re grant process that the Mm. English are using to Anglicize Irish clans, which to my understanding basically means they would have to submit their lands to the Crown, be re granted their lands and granted an English title, and then they would have to pay some kind of tax to the Crown. If
1: the Crown decided to give that to them.
0: Yes, but the part of the getting them to submit their lands was the promise of the lands. Right, but
1: I mean who are we talking about? (laughs) Yeah. um how many of these clans gave up their land and then got nothing that's what i'm saying
0: right so i'm not exactly sure when in this time period this happens but up to this point the english aren't watching this part of ireland very closely so even after this happens like their day-to-day practices don't really change
1: sure so far (laughs) right at this point yeah
0: um in 1580, Richard is involved with some kind of fighting over some land. I couldn't really parse this hmm. part of the story, but it was some feud that was, like, beyond Grace's life. So I didn't... It wasn't very detailed. Anyway. Sure. Um, he 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 and his people win this fight. Um, and he's given the title of McWilliam, which is, like, the head of this Bork, right. Bork clan. Um he but he dies shortly after i just read of natural causes in um 1583 i don't know how old he was when they got married I, you know and also yeah. times was hard <laughs> right um yeah, literally uh but now that th- they were both under English law at that point because he was knighted like he was a an English noble at this point so the and so she was a lady right he was a lord and she was a lady it's
1: just not a title I would apply to her
0: I know um but because they're now under English law she's only entitled to a third of his estate of course um which she makes sure she retrieves she's like I will have that that thank you very much (laughs) yeah um but she still has lots of um, lands and ships and men of her own at this point in her life. Like, she, it's not a big deal that she doesn't get all of I mean, stuff. I mean, it is
1: on principle, yes. but not in practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at this point
0: in her life, she's very wealthy and financially independent. Good you for know?
1: Her.
0: Good for her. She is... Um, hold on.
1: Are you doing math?
0: Yeah, she's 53 years old. Wow! Yeah, I guess I
1: didn't. I wasn't paying attention to the years, so her first. I didn't realize how far we had gone into it. Her first
0: marriage was very long, but there's not a lot of records of that time period. Right, right. Over a lot of that. Um, but yeah, she's she's 53, and she's just like out there living her life. Wow! Yeah. Now here is where it all starts to fall apart. There's always a point. Yeah. In uh, 1584. Sir Richard Bingham is made the provincial president of the part of Ireland that she is in. Uh Bingham is he so he's the provincial president there's somebody above him He's
1: he's English yes
0: Yes yeah he's okay. English there's, there's an Englishman above him, technically, and I don't remember exactly what their title is, but then he's, like, assigned to this area. Right. And the guy above him was like, we just need to make sure that these people stay in line. We just need to make sure that they don't
1: rebel. Well, we need to make them. sure that the French aren't sneaking their yeah. way in there. Um, yeah, But,
0: like, that they pay their, their money, like, whatever. He's, like, not that concerned about it. Bingham, however, mm. is one of these people who believes that the Irish need to be, like, beaten into submission. Oh, boy. Um, he's he. You're going to despise this man. I mean, I already do. It only gets worse. Anyway. Great. Um, and, and throughout his time in Ireland, he ends up focusing a lot of his em- efforts on dismantling Grace's empire.
1: Well, I mean, she... Most, I would say at this point, most of the people who live there in this area and most of the ships and land are very loyal to her.
0: Mm-hmm. Or whether, or loyal whether to,
1: she owns them or not. Or
0: loyal to people who are loyal to her, right? So, like, right. she has a very close connection with the Bork family, right? She's she pulling married, all the
1: strings. She married basically. into it.
0: Her son is a is a, now right. a high-ranking member mm-hmm. of this group of people, right? Like, as he gets older and her family already was very involved with that family so when she inherits all of that stuff she, it's very intertwined right? and
1: now she also has an english title
0: yes yeah
1: so which gives her some sort of authority
0: i you know we we have this concept that she is the pirate queen of this part of ireland and i'm sure that's not inaccurate but i also think <laughs> that she had she was like on a level of a group of people who ruled i think this that area
1: empire is a good way to describe it yes yeah yeah
0: um so after her husband dies bingham tries to give richard's lands and titles to someone outside of the bork family instead (sighs) of to edmund bork who had a claim to the title so this is where i'm talking about edmund wasn't richard's son i don't know how he was related but he was the next in line for the mcwilliam title okay okay Um, and he should have given it, he should have gotten it, and Richard tries to give it to some other person in another family. Of Um, course. Um, so, obviously, the Bork family rebels against Bingham, right? So, like, he rolls up on this area, and he's like, here's all my stuff, and you have to follow me, and this guy's getting the land, and they're like, absolutely Uh, not. Absolutely not. Um, and, obviously, Grace is very involved in this rebellion,
1: (laughs) because- That's kind of her thing.
0: It's- it's a it's absurd so throughout this time as this rebellion is going on bingham ends up attacking her castles and burning a lot of her lands and we'll get we'll talk a little more about that later but like it it's very damaging to her right yeah um in 1865 he bingham wait
1: is that right no. No. We were 15, not in the 1800s? 1865. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Can I tell you, I'm right. impressed
0: that's the only time I did that. Because <laughs> I w- I almost did it a lot. Shall I fix it for you? Sure. Thank you. You're in welcome. 1565, let's try that again. <laughs> he kidnaps Grace's son Theobald and her <gasps> half brother Donald. And he had also kidnapped her son Owen. <gasps> and I. And I say kidnapped. I, I like they were kidnapped, but also I think it was like a part of the rebellion. Like in the fighting, they were captured or whatever.
1: Well, um, that's still kidnapping. Yes, and the the like
0: story where it disagrees between those two is that like Bingham says that Owen tried to escape, and okay. so he murdered no okay. Owen. Okay. Like, he was killed while trying to escape, but okay. Grace is like, that didn't happen. You know, like, you just killed him. You I'm know inclined I mean? to believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, throughout this whole process, and this comes a little bit later, but Murrow, her other son, later, and, and there's some evidence that he was pressured into this, but he joins forces with Bingham. Like, he sides with Bingham. What? So, what? when she learns of this, she swears to never speak a word to Moro for the rest of his life. Like that's fair. Yeah. Um and and like it's just a lot of stuff happens all at once.
1: So This is all sounding very like ancient Egypt like yes. sons betraying and, mothers and, and, I and I could have gone a lot
0: more in depth into this period, but there was a lot of it that I couldn't find a very clear account of. So sure. it was like I couldn't quite place it, you know what I mean? Wow. Um Anyway, so all this fighting is happening. Happening. Grace is forced to flee to Ulster. Um, and at this point, she's considered a criminal by Bingham, obviously. And she's lost a lot of wealth from the fighting and the loss of land. Right. Because he's burning, he's taking her cattle and burning her farmland. And like that, those are her sources of income. Right. And if she can't be there to plunder... She loses that, too. So, oh my God. like, what does she do, you know? So, in 1587, Bingham has to leave Ireland to help the Dutch fight against Spain because another one of England's wars with Spain is beginning. <laughs> um, and while Wow, which one? Hmm, let me flip through my <laughs> calendar here. Um, and while he's gone... Grace sails to Dublin to talk to that guy who's above him Uh and
1: receives a pardon for her and her children. (laughs) She said, "Um, I will fight with you, but I will also go over your head. I'm not opposed to that. Also, the English officials want this to end. Well, yeah, it's probably costing them a ton of money, time, and And, resources. And and Bingham started it, right? Right, right. It's not like they just It's a bad look.
0: yeah, Yeah, exactly. So by... 1589, Queen Elizabeth orders Bingham to make peace with the Borks, and he doesn't. So the Borks and other English officials, who are also tired of him at this point, present (laughs) a list of charges against him to the crown. And he's tried and
1: acquitted in 1590. I'm honestly kind of surprised he's acquitted. Yeah. Just with it being Queen Elizabeth's reign, like, she was not... I mean, she could be harsh. <laughs> she could I know. Be very harsh. Well, and
0: and this is not the first time he's going to his come under criticism by her and we'll talk about that as we go. But like, I can't
1: imagine that she has any kind of patience for him.
0: Yeah. Uh so afterwards, Bingham returns to Ireland and he's angry that he I was don't know
1: tried. why he's allowed to I return know. to I Ireland.
0: Know. Okay. Um but he was he's angry that he was tried, so he takes
1: out most of his aggression on Grace. So he keeps burning her lands and attacking her ships. So he and, just does it again. Yeah. He was just tried for it. And they said, we'll let you off with a warning this time. And then he just does it again. Yep. Um, that and, is classic and, white man stuff right there. Oh, my God.
0: At this point, she's left with almost nothing. So she went from being wildly wealthy and financially independent
1: to having Basically nothing. controlling an entire area of Ireland. To having nothing because of <gasps> this dude. Ugh. So, um, oh, White men. Also,
0: at this time, the there's a a a bigger rebellion, Irish rebellion, starting yeah. to stir, and her son Theobald is like kind of trying to get in on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and he's arrested for part of that, and so she's she's been writing to the queen, trying to get her to side. With Grace has been writing to the Queen to try to get her to side with them and pardon her family and pay reparations for the damage that Bingham has done. And now her son is captured and he is going to be probably killed in trial if something doesn't happen, and she's like, I have to do something about this right now. And in 1593, Man, I she, love her. She decides to sail to London to put her case to the Queen face to face. Which was a hugely risky move that is her. yeah that's uh she left behind that part of like her lands that were actively being attacked attacked to say like this is my it was her last plea she had to do it
1: it was the yeah. only way the
0: queen was going to respond to her wow. so she is at court from june to september of that year uh during this time she writes uh answers to a series of question of 18 questions called Articles of inter...
1: Interrog... Uh, in- <laughs> I can't You read. said intero... Uh. What is it? What is it? I can't read. Interrogatory? Inter- to- in- <laughs> I don't know. Like
0: interrogation. It's like a root word of interrogation. Anyway, <laughs> we,
1: ha- we can't get hung up on it. That was one of my favorite <laughs> inability to pronounce the word moments because you, in the middle of the word, went, uh... <laughs> um. Oh, but so this is um one of the
0: only <laughs> written records we have from her are mm-hmm. her written responses to the and this is also the the most recorded portion of her life is when she's here, sure, because everything around the queen is recorded right um so this document gives a written account of her experiences and her point of view from what Bingham has done, so this is how we get a lot of that story is her telling of it mm-hmm. um, and after reading these articles grace is granted an audience with the queen at greenwich palace yes um i have wikipedia just wrote it so well so i've pulled some okay um, of the account of her meeting with elizabeth so here we go okay um o'malley refuses to bow before elizabeth because she didn't recognize her as the queen of ireland
1: off to a great start
0: It's also rumored that she had a dagger concealed on her person, which guards found upon searching her. Okay, Uh, okay. Elizabeth's courtiers were said to be very upset and worried, but O'Malley informed the queen that she carried it for her own safety. And Elizabeth accepted
1: this and seemed untroubled. Well, uh, okay, let's consider Elizabeth. I think she understands needing to protect yourself. Yep, 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 yep. And that's also
0: why she didn't get mad at her for not bowing.
1: People have literally been trying to kill her since she was a small child
0: mm-hmm.
1: or attack her in some other way. So I think she gets it. I think she met her and she said, respect, respect. Even though she didn't bow to me, which is, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> bold, bold move to take right off the bat. Yep. A hard uh, move.
0: Some have also reported that uh, O'Malley sneezed and mm-hmm. was given a lace-edged handkerchief from a noblewoman. She apparently blew her nose into it and then <laughs> threw the cloth into a nearby fireplace. Much to the shock of the court. That's my girl. O'Malley informed everyone that in Ireland, a used handkerchief was considered dirty and was properly destroyed. That's so funny. So good. I love I, like, I wish I could have witnessed this beat for beat.
1: I can just see her looking at them like, what? <laughs> and what? And Do what? Do you have a problem? It's our tradition, you know why? Because we're different from you. Mm-hmm. I know you hate that, but... <laughs> uh,
0: their discussion was carried out in Latin, because huh. Grace didn't speak English, and the Queen didn't speak Iri- or Irish, or Gaelic. Oh, sure.
1: So, but they... Oh, yeah, even though she was the Queen of that country. Yeah. But Why, they learn, were both, why learn their
0: language? They were both educated women, so they both knew how to speak Latin. So sure. they spoke Latin. Um... After talking, the women come to an agreement that included that Elizabeth would remove Bingham from his post in Ireland. Wow. If O'Malley would stop supporting the Irish Lord's rebellions. Yeah. And at this point, it's her only plea. And she's like, yes, absolutely, I'll do that.
1: She's like, when you say support, um, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: how technical are we getting? <laughs> um, but
0: like, yeah, at this point, she, she has to accept those terms. Right. Um. So, Bingham is removed from the area, uh, but the queen does not return the cattle or the land that she promised to Grace. No, it just, she's still she just English. doesn't follow through. Um, yeah. Grace is allowed to return to sea, to plundering at sea, which helps her begin rebuilding. Um, but, in 1594, <laughs> Bingham returns uh, to Ireland. Why is he back? And quarters troops on Grace's lands. So she's forced to feed the men, and it drains all of her money and her resources. This so he, man... He, he goes back because he can't let it go. But he knows that he that's can't what I was gonna do say. what to was doing. This so man like, is obsessed
1: with her. This man is obsessed yeah. with her. This is an unhealthy obsession
0: mm-hmm. that well, he he's has with her. just mad that she's better than him.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, though. That's why he's obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. In
0: 1595, she returns to London to snitch. she reports on bingham's actions to the queen her claims are investigated and bingham is arrested and imprisoned in england finally after all these years um
1: god yeah i know
0: it's a lot uh like i was saying before around this time there's a group of irish lords that are starting to gather to rebel against the crowd so like a big portion of ireland uh but Grace's son, Theobald, and the Borks side with the crown because of the agreement. That she, well, it's the agreement that she made.
1: It was the only way well, to get Bingham to stop
0: attacking them.
1: I'm surprised that her son agreed to it because I, he wanted to get involved in the rebellion previously. Yeah,
0: but I think at this point, they have so little and the rest of that clan is holding them up. They have to, they just have to do it. Like, they have to I mean, submit yeah. to it, you know? Um, and I was looking a little bit into that war, and there were like people who were strongly rebellious, and then there were people who were like with the crowd, and then there were like people who were like with the crown, and they yeah, were yeah, like yeah. with the crown, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they were very involved in the fighting,
1: right? They just weren't actively opposing it,
0: yeah, yeah. So, Grace dies sometime in 1603, again, we don't know exactly when. Um, Probably at Rockfleet Castle. And this is fascinating. (laughs) That's the same year that Queen Elizabeth dies. Wow. So they were born, if we have her birth date correctly, I think like three years apart. And they died the same year.
1: Wow. Isn't that so interesting? So she, I mean, she was alive for almost all of the Tudor reign because... Mm -hmm. The Tudor reign was not that long, yeah. though it did not begin with Henry, but mm-hmm. he was. It began with his father. Father, so, mm-hmm. wow. but yeah,
0: she lived through all of Henry's garbage,
1: and then and all, Mary,
0: and Mary, and then all of Elizabeth's reign.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I that's love this woman, and I love that. Like, I just think it's really interesting that like the most famous queen of England and.
1: The Pirate Queen of Ireland.
0: <laughs> yeah. W- w- their lives were s- like almost parallel, you know? I like, think
1: they were kindred spirits.
0: Yeah. I just I just think that's so cool. So that's Grace. Very
1: interesting. I I
0: a few, like a year or two ago, I follow a lot of random Irish travel accounts on Instagram because I like to look at pictures of Ireland. Maybe and it doesn't. during Women's History Month, at some point, the, one account had like, here are some interesting Irish women that you might not know about. And I, like, knew several of them. But there were a couple (laughs) I didn't know about, so I, like, screenshotted them to save them. And I was looking for something to do this week, and I was like, ah, I I should do one of those women. And I went back and found Grace and just Googled her, and then I saw the Pirate Queen of Ireland, and I said, absolutely, I I will be researching that. Thank you.
1: I love that. Yeah. She's very Well, that was great. She is really interesting. Um... Yeah, so that's the first of our Irish episodes down for yes. this month. Yes. Um I think that next time I'm gonna talk about WB Yeats. Yes. Who is one of my favorite poets and is also Irish.
0: And we've read his poetry on this podcast.
1: hmm I'll probably read some more. We'll Excellent. see. We'll Excellent. see how much of the you know, we'll see how yeah. it shakes out. But I probably will read a little bit because I do have a collection of his works on my bookshelf. Yep, 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 yep. Um anywho, so what do i say now i don't know where am i what's going on if you have <laughs> if you have questions or if you have suggestions or hey historical updates on things yes. we covered in the past if you have anything to add we would love to hear those things and you can email us at remember that pod at gmail.com you can also follow us on Twitter at RTT Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well if you just search the name of the podcast. Um, and we would love to have you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you want to find me on the internet, I am at The Real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Well, it took us a week longer than it was supposed to, but we got here. We yes, did it. we did it. Now let's see if it comes out on time, because I'm also <laughs> bad about that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm so sorry. I just thought that I heard, like, a cat meowing from one of the apartments near me, but I think it was actually a child crying, and I just huh. got really distracted by it. Okay. I'm having a little bit of a scatterbrain day. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, anyway. Well, <laughs> on that note, until next time, <laughs>
1: remember that time. <laughs>